0: The 630Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630Chad.
1: It is time for an edition of At the Home Box Office with Steve Stebbing. Hi, Steve.
0: Hello. How are you doing?
1: I am good. Okay, first off, I'm not sure that we talked about the Queen's Gambit last go around. I know you had it on Mom. your list. We didn't talk about it, and that was a major fault of mine, I think, because I read it and said, uh, <laughs> it's chess. <laughs> oh my gosh, I couldn't get enough of it. It's brilliant.
0: Yeah, I, I really think it's a sleeper hit because uh, initially – because, I, I mean, I get these Netflix releases a, a couple weeks, uh, sometimes, uh, you know, like like six weeks before they come out. Uh, and when I watched it, like some of the CG hadn't been finished of, of the kind of the, the mind's eye that stuff that she does. But yeah. I do – I mean, I knew it was good, but I didn't know that it was going to captivate audiences like oh. it did. Uh, and I, I really have to give that to Scott Frank, the writer and creator of it, uh, who is just an, an incredible writer. Uh, and, and Anya Taylor-Joy, who is just, uh, oh. I mean, to be a pun, she's a joy to watch.
1: She's just, uh, her face is so in- interesting, and mm-hmm. she, she, oh, just the whole thing. It was just a, it's a it's a great seven-episode uh, series, Chedville. If you haven't watched it, check it out. It's more than just chess. All right, let's start uh, this afternoon with uh, what, to, a few of these, uh, a few of these, because there was a lot to get through today. Let's start mm-hmm. with this. It's called His House. I saw something in the dark. You have felt it too. Having problems with the puppy? This is what they want. They like to see us crazy. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Steve, I know you love the horror <laughs> genre. I do. I do not. I get. I don't <laughs> like watching things that are going to get in my brain and stick there for a very, very long time, scary-wise. But you really liked this one. You're calling it a sleeper hit.
0: Definitely. And I was really surprised to see this on your list when it came back in the email. Uh,
1: <laughs> because, uh, Jillian, this one
0: is actually scary. This one has, like, some really deep chills to it. Uh, it's about two uh, Sudanese refugees who uh, find asylum in the U.K. and they move into this, like, really slummy house in, in London. And uh, it, it, as it turns out, that they brought their their grief and their kind of demons with them who kind of manifest themselves as, like, malevolent uh, kind of creature in this house and it is so well done so beautifully shot uh and yeah like i said like uh, usually movies like this go for those cheap jump scares but every single scare in
1: this movie is earned all right okay this next one my husband and my kid went to see not too long ago we we saw the trailers for it and we thought okay that might be interesting uh kevin costner diane lane in let him go I saw exactly what I've always felt about Donnie Weeboy. And I saw that girl can't protect her child. Margaret Jimmy's her boy. He's your grandson.
0: We're trying to locate a Donnie Weeboy. He married our son's widow. Got our grandson with him. You
1: let it be known you're looking for a wee boy. i will find you. Now, I've always been a fan of Kevin Costner and of Diane Lane. I just, you know, mm-hmm. I go back to some of the, you know, Bull Durham stuff. I'm not even talking yeah. some of the, the newer stuff. But you said, <laughs> you know, forget about those two. You're talking about Leslie Manville in this yes. in this movie and said she's just phenomenal.
0: Absolutely. And she's kind of the, the villainess in this, this oh. movie because uh, this one's like a farmland noir about... Uh, 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 Diane Lane and and Kevin Costner who lose their son and in the process lose their grandchild as their their daughter-in-law marries uh, mar'ries a unsavory character who takes that uh, takes that child and, and the daughter and goes to the Dakotas to kind of uh, bring them to the family and Leslie Manville it's like I mean that I total probably a 20 25 minute performance in this movie but just owns the screen the moment she's there uh, I, I mean, it's an actress that I only really started hear, uh, learning her name in the last five, ten years, but uh, every time, she just brings it.
1: All right. Um, well, next one up is called The Kid Detective, and um, it, it stars one of your favorite actors, and I'm like, is Adam Brody, is this the guy from Gilmore Girls?
0: Uh, he was in uh, The O.C., close. Oh. He, he was like, yeah, he was the lead. He was Him and Ben McKenzie were the leads in The O.C.,
1: All right, Kellen, let's hear it. I used to be loved. I used to be a kid detective. We're all really counting on you.
0: I was so far ahead of the game. But one day I just woke
1: up behind. This guy in my homeroom claims he's practiced with the Mets. I need to find out if he's lying. He's lying. So what can I help you with? Somebody murdered my boyfriend. Seriously? Pretty seriously. So it's called The Kid Detective. What is it that you love about this one?
0: Well, I, I I mean we're moving to different noirs here from the last one. This one is like the real detective noir, like kind of that old like Sam Spade type of noir film. But uh, it features Adam Brody, who is usually a, a comedic actor, but he does this really broody performance as a as, as a kid that was, you know, the the neighborhood detective who just never grew out of that. And now he's in his 30s. He's a hard drinker and regretting life choices, and he has one case that's basically haunted him since he was as a kid and i mean brody this is like such a breakout dramatic performance from him and and uh it comes from a co-writer of a, of a canadian film called the dirties that I, I really liked from a handful of years ago uh and i mean it's just such a bold move to make this and it kind of reminded me of ryan johnson's brick from uh, the mid-2000s there uh so if you want to see a just like a well told detective story uh, the kid detective is a good bet
1: all right, um, let's head to uh, the next one. It's called St. Francis. Uh, Steve is calling it one of the best of the year. Take a listen. It, I'm smart. I'm smart. You're I'm brave. It, I'm lead brave. Lead I'm the coolest. I'm the coolest. I'm the coolest. i just as coolest. All right. You try to explain this one in a nutshell for us, Steve, because yeah. it's, uh, it seems like there's a number of layers in it.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is I, I, to, to give the, the the kind of full synopsis on it. It's basically uh, about uh, a, a directionless woman who uh, finds a job as being a nanny. Uh, for this really precocious and very smart six-year-old. But uh, at the same time, uh, this woman is dealing with uh, uh, an accidental pregnancy from a one-night stand that she uh, ends up getting aborted. And her kind of dealing with that, uh, that feeling of fleeting motherhood, something that she never really wanted to be a part of, uh, but, uh, Kelly O'Sullivan is the lead actress in this one. She wrote the film as well uh, as directed by Alex Thompson, uh, two very, very talented ladies that have a big future ahead of them. And I mean, when it comes to dealing with the day to day of, of being a woman and everything, it, it seems to have, uh, its finger constantly on the pulse. It is not flinching away. It doesn't flinch away from from really anything. And it's the, one of the most truthful drama uh, drama comedies that I've seen in a very long time.
1: Okay. It is called Saint Francis. All right. Before we move on to what's on um, on television, one more that I wanted to get to, and I know a lot of our listeners are going to love this because they're huge fran- fans of Frank Zappa. This one is simply called Zappa. This is the number we always play when people ask us to play more. Because we know that after we play this, they couldn't possibly ever want to hear us again. We were loud, we were coarse, and we were strange. He had so much talent, It defied everything. I love movie. I love uh, documentaries like this. I love mm-hmm. some behind the scenes stuff of, of musicians, uh, football teams, whatever mm-hmm. it is. I love that uh, stuff that um, is, has been recorded over the years. And this mm-hmm. is what this is, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, because it goes because uh, uh, director Alex Winter, who people may know as Bill in the Bill and Ted movies, uh, he was able to go into all of uh, Frank's uh, massive archives of uh, interview footage, uh, concert rehearsal, behind the scenes uh, behind backstage scene, uh, videos uh, and just compiled the ultimate uh, testament to uh, a complex genius that was uh, hampered and driven by his perfectionism uh, but is has to be regarded as one of the greatest of all times. And then someone who later in his career went to bat, uh, against uh, music censorship and standing up for artists like like Prince and and Iggy and the Stooges and everybody that were basically held down a lot by by uh, by uh, you know the the parents uh, organization that that <laughs> kind of made those big huge parental advisory things that always got me in trouble as a kid.
1: All right, it's 2:51 6:30 chat afternoons. At the home box office with Steve Stebbing, he's joining us uh, this afternoon. Let's get to what we can watch uh, you know, on the TV. Catherine the Great, Helen Mirren doing uh, what you call a phenomenal job in uh, in this series. Let's take a listen. Do you know who I am? I have survived in a world that does not want me. When I first came
0: here from Germany, I did not even speak the language.
1: She's a very clever and well-read woman. But I fell in love with this country. It's passion. She loves a lot of things. A lot of men. I'm for expansion. I'm for empire.
0: Does she love anything apart from power? Do you think she even likes men? She eats them and spits them out. Sounds like an interesting proposition.
1: <laughs> this sounds uh, fascinating. Steve, tell us about it.
0: Yeah, this is uh, basically uh, 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 Helen Mirren playing Catherine the Great, who is largely regarded uh, as an outsider who stole uh, the leadership in Russia. And, uh, I mean, this, this is basically a, a, a series about ruthless power plays for that crown. Uh, and Helen Mirren is just phenomenal in this one, but she is really offset by uh, Jason Clark, who plays kind of her, her love interest and also kind of her confidant and, and lead general as well. Uh, and, I mean, this is a, it just rich HBO historical drama uh, done to the nth degree. It's just really well done, and you can find it on demand now on uh, Crave, but uh, the good people at HBO sent it to me on DVD, and I'm super happy about it.
1: Uh, awesome. Okay. Also on Crave is Moonbase Eight. And uh, Steve, you're calling this brilliant after just one episode. Take a listen. Welcome
0: to Moonbase Eight. This is a very valuable NASA research project. Launch sequence beginning in nine, eight, nine, seven, eight, six, six five. Standby. Let's sync up. Abort. Three. Standby, Cap. Launching. Everyone's talking about going to the next level. When are we going to go to the next level? Maybe we're never going up. We have to show NASA that we can work as a team.
1: At first glance, Steve, I thought this was um, more of a serious um, um, show, but it sounds like it's more of a comedy.
0: Yeah, it is. And, I mean, just be pretty warned that this is incredibly dry comedy. Uh, It was created by Fred Armisen and Jonathan Crystal, who did Portlandia, which is uh, way over the top. Nothing like that one. Uh, This one also has uh, John C. Riley and Tim Heidecker from Tim and Eric. Awesome show. Great job. Uh, And it's Mm -hmm. just about three blackers in the nasa program that have this dream to go to the moon but they just really no avenue for them to get there so they're just kind of in this purgatory known as moon base eight trying to prepare for the eventuality which may never happen
1: All right. uh, We're going to run out of time. So, Kellen, I'm not going to play any more of the audio clips, but there are some more that I want to talk about. And on Netflix, this one is called The Liberator. And um, if you like military history, um, you know, that sort, A Band of Brothers, um, those sorts of shows that uh, have been out there before. I think you're going to like this one by the sounds of it.
0: Yeah, this one's really cool because, uh, like, not only is it a, a war story about um, a, a squad out of Kentucky, which was m- uh, mostly Native Americans on the squad, uh, but they did it in an interesting style because they did it in, like, the Sin City style where basically all the actors are filmed on green screen, you know, wearing the fatigues and everything, and then animators come in afterwards and basically draw over top of it and fill everything in and animate over top of the actress as well so it's such a a cool blend to see and uh, I mean I love a really good war story and this one I believe is an untold one that uh, really deserves the light of day
1: absolutely all right uh we're gonna jump i i saw someone talking about this the other day and they said that they were they they got into it right after the first episode and i'm like really this is the girl from the big bang theory i'm not really sure that i would expect her in this but it's called the flight attendant it's on crave and you say you really have some high hopes for this one
0: yeah. Well, you know, anytime I see Kaylee Coloco, I just think Penny. And I think that's yeah. the stigma of being on, I mean, a, a massively successful sitcom, but being on a massively successful sitcom for over a decade as she was. So it's really hard to shake that off. And I think The Flight Attendant, which was made by HBO Max, a really big company, um, is a, a good start to kind of shake that rust off and, and be viewed as something bigger. Because I think even Jim. Parsons kind of suffers for that too but basically it's about a flight a flight attendant that uh she's kind of like a never do well like can't can't seem to get her act together wakes up in a hotel room with a dead guy in the bed and then has to figure out if he did it or if somebody else may be responsible.
1: All right. So that one sounds interesting, but again, I've heard people talking about it and they said they absolutely love it. We're pretty much out of time here, Steve, and I didn't uh, put this on the list today because I think everyone who is, uh, you know, into the crown has already mm-hmm. been just patiently, you know, they've probably blown through this season already, <laughs> but this is season four of the crown, um, the Diana years, really, and again, once again, just a beautifully shot series.
0: Absolutely. And Julian uh, Anderson as Thatcher, as Margaret Thatcher, yeah. just- wow i mean wow and i mean i adore olivia coleman so i'm already so far on board with it but yeah just perfect casting from i mean season one on just always amazing casting
1: yeah i want to have drinks with olivia coleman someday just pretty little (laughs) martinis in a in a nice room and just let her uh talk for for hours steve thank you for this i appreciate your time thank you anytime